Go Your Own Way is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Enjoy the adventure. Hey listeners, it's been a long time, but we're still Go Your Own Way. <laughs> the podcast where you listeners are the warm blanket that keeps us cozy. This is one of your three hosts, Peter. Somehow I forgot to introduce myself. Good job, But I also forgot to introduce two other people on this podcast. Jen. Yo. And Eric. Hello. Did you guys have a good holiday season? Oh, it was lovely. I accomplished my New Year's resolution on the first day. So, there we go. Nice. Yeah. Is it appropriate for us to know what that was? Well, it was to lose five pounds, and I did, because I threw up five pounds worth of food Holy on the crap. first day. Not the recommended method, but uh, congratulations. Thank now you've got you. that out of the way. Yeah, now I can go ahead and gain it all back. I mean, that's really the pr- pleasure of losing weight, right? Like, gaining it back? Absolutely. <laughs> um... <laughs> so I'm obviously really not t- good at coming back into the groove of things here. So Eric, I'm going to let you take it away since you're going to be reading our story tonight. Okay, I can do that. If we were funk radio, you could lead us brilliantly into the new year. But no, you abandon us. That's true. All right, so I chose the story this time. It's called A Crazy Dimension Called Life. By Casbar. This is a somewhat comedic story about you living in a cheap apartment in the outer section of Salt Lake City, Utah, where things quickly stray from the ordinary. It's my first make your own adventure game, and I hope you enjoy it. Well, I, I like that the very first, the very top comment on this is unlike a lot of people, I actually enjoyed this. That's encouraging. I'm kind of a sucker for the ones that say things like, what did I just play? (laughs) Which usually leads to, what did I just listen to with this podcast? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. To read the story? I'm ready to listen to the story. Well, here you are. You're 23 and out on your own just out of college, in a cheap studio apartment just outside downtown Salt Lake City, Utah. Did studio apartments used to be a lot cheaper? Because I swear to God, like, I'll look at studio prices and it's like a hundred or two hundred cheaper than a one-bedroom. It's not like you're saving a huge amount of money if you go studio in any of the places I've lived. No, you're definitely right. Sometimes two-bedroom is cheaper than one-bedroom as well really because i think i'm suspecting it's because they think that if someone is getting a studio or one bedroom that they don't have a family so they have more money huh. maybe that's just a guess though i feel like the point of a studio is that it's cheap because you only get one room and then like you don't save any money if you do a studio it's like yeah screw you man yeah anyway You don't have a job yet, but your parents have kindly left you with $3,000 as they celebrated your leaving with the biggest party on their block. In fact, I'm pretty sure they're in prison now for violent disturbance of the peace. (laughs) 
which you didn't even know was exactly a crime. Never heard of disturbing the peace as a crime? Okay. We are clearly not equipped for the real world. Nope. Well, anyways, you're much too lazy to call and check. And since they've already left you the money, you don't plan on visiting them until next Thanksgiving. What a kind offspring you are. But that's beside the point, because today is June 13th. The cold days of winter in Salt Lake are gone, and now the blistering heat of a Salt Lake summer is about to begin. But it's 6pm right now, so you'll get back to that, as you'll find out later. You just moved in, and the first thing on your mind right now is food. You haven't eaten since last night when you first walked in the door with your KFC bucket wrapped in your arms. So, you starving artist, what are you going to do? We can. Shopping for food is fun. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. Anorexia rocks. Or let's go for a ride and see what's available. Hmm. I want to say the first one and the last one. I, I think the responsible thing, shopping for food, might be a good idea. Yeah, we should probably shop for food. Alright, let's do some adulting. Yeah, that's right. You decide that it'd be best for you to spend your money on cold food you can cook yourself, as opposed to a semi-fresh hot meal. Okay, whatever floats your boat. You pack up with your wallet, your watch, your keys, and your gigantic coupon stack gained from the apartment manager, and prepare to head on out. But hold on there, Tiger. Didn't you forget to lock your door? Why, yes I did. Better do that while I'm here. I'm only going to be gone a couple minutes. What does it matter anyway? Well, first off... Well, actually, no. Salt Lake isn't, like, Mormon Central. So... Maybe it'd be better if we locked the door. If we don't lock the door, exciting things might happen, though. That's true. And do we even have anything in that apartment worth stealing? That's a fair point. Well, no, we haven't bought any pizza yet. Yeah, we don't have any food. Oh, yes. Kitty. Kitty is back. All right. Um, do, do we want to chance it, or do we want to be responsible? Well, you, you brought up a good point, though, because um, I, I, now I'm wondering if, if we make responsible decisions the whole way through, that it's just going to be like living an adult life and not anything interesting happens. <laughs> just like an adult life. Right? Nothing nothing fun happens in your adult life. Except when you meet the cute boy with lots of chest hair. And you fall asleep every night, your nostrils being tickled. <sighs> That'd be nice. <laughs> we need to keep Jen focused, Eric. <laughs> Let's not lock the door. Alright. Because right. we sound like we're new at being an adult. Well, it sure sucks that you picked this option. You walk away without locking up and drive to wherever it is you were going. You come back and open your door as your house is in the process of being robbed. You try your best to fight off the intruders, but they have crowbars, brass knuckles, and knives, which they use to beat you down with until you die. Turns out you died. Go ahead and try again. Is this the quickest we've gone from being alive to being dead in one of these stories? I don't know. I think we might have done quicker before. I feel like the one where we 
where like checking our email was a constant option didn't we like touch a green blob and immediately die like our third choice in <laughs> oh that was one of the last episodes i forgot about that oh well then on record this is definitely the best <laughs> <laughs> Well, Shit. I'm certainly glad that I lock my door in real life because I would be dead by now. Yeah. Apparently. Clearly. All right, let's go back then, I guess, and then lock the door. Yeah. Lock the door. All right. You lock your door and head out to your cheap car and drive to the supermarket, with it, which is just a couple of blocks away. You park, walk into the store, and pick up a shopping cart. So, what are you going to buy here? You don't pick up shopping carts. Huh. Pick up a shopping basket? That's true. Or you can push a shopping cart. <sighs> Alright, so what do we buy? Milk, eggs, bread, you know, the necessities. Candy, chips, jerky, soda. I'm getting ready for a party. A newspaper, and only a newspaper. Whatever's cheapest, whatever's the most refined and fancy. Hmm. Again, are we supposed to be an actual adult here? Because if we choose candy, I'm wondering if, like, you buy lots of candy, then you choke on the wrappers and you die. <laughs> um, I mean, we could throw a party. That seems like it would lead to not death, but still maybe interesting idea interesting things mm, i think chips, we should get the necessities soda. yeah should we be responsible it's worked so far the, we are not dead the real part of me is leaning towards milk eggs bread you know the necessities but you have a point about having a party and you know the the essential ingredients to a party are chips jerky and soda <laughs> i'd be so mad if there were jerky at a party like, jerky is not party food. But what if you get your own bag? I, if you bring your own bag, like, for yourself, I think that's fine. I think but Kitty like... wants jerky. <laughs> she would probably like it, actually. Stop. <laughs> I, would, so I, would, I think a jerky potluck would be interesting. Ooh. Oh, like a jerky sampler potluck? Yeah. Okay, that might be kind of fun. <laughs> How do we get on right. these tangents? Um, what are we doing then? Are we doing necessities? All right, we can do necessities. We can be adults. Yeah. Well, okay. You get yourself milk, eggs, bread, and butter just to get something extra. You get back home later and realize that you only bought said items, so you just decide to make a whole lot of French toast. You eat 17 pieces before you have to go to the bathroom. Wow, we suck at adulting. Yeah, I feel like any time your plan is eat until I have to poop, <laughs> you are not living your best life. Uh, no. You rush into the bathroom and get rid of your bodily wastes. <laughs> After you finish, now regretting every single bite of that meal, you start to wash your hands when there's a knock at the front door. It's definitely not a pizza man, so you wonder who it is. <laughs> what do you do now? That's the only logical Let explanation. Let him knock. I'm too busy with hygiene to answer. I'll just finish washing, then go answer. 
Drop everything. There's company. Delightfully dry your hands quickly and answer the door. How do you delightfully draw dry your hands? Is there like a butterfly that comes in and you sort of like smoosh your hands all over them and they flutter around you and absorb all of the moisture? Like Cinderella or something where like all the the magical forest animals fly in through your window and the little birds hold your towel for you and you sing a song. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Uh, so what do we do? What are we, what are we doing kids? Um, which option was it where I don't answer the door? Cause that's what I would do. Let him knock. I'm too busy with hygiene to answer. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I would do in real life, but that's not necessarily the best for a story. I mean, me, I would finish washing and then go answer. Yeah, I, yeah. let's finish our washing. Okay. You finish at a slowed pace and answer the door to find your old high school buddy at the door holding a gun to your head. You quickly question why he's doing what he's doing and you get a response. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? You remember back in senior year when you had sex with both my sister, my mom, and my aunt? Apparently this what family is very attractive. Hell? With with both three people. <laughs> his mom is his aunt. Oh. That's right. You quickly remember these good old days before you snap back to the reality of a murderous man holding a gun to you. Yeah, I know you do. Well, guess what? Because of you, my entire family has left me here. I have no idea where they are. You consider mentioning how this has no connection with your casual sexual exploits. But before you can, you're dead. Man, what a circumstance to be caught in, huh? This is why I never answer the door. (laughs) (laughs) Because you had sex with someone's sister's mom and aunt? Well, I'm not going to brag. Wow, Peter. I feel like if that were your reason, you'd just scream it through the door anytime someone knocked. I don't answer doors! <laughs> I have sex with everybody. That's right. <laughs> Can't possibly be more interesting than that. Go away. <laughs> Should uh, we go back to this last? We can just go back one. I really want to know what delightfully drying, drying your our hands means. <laughs> You take a wisp in your slightly hurried cleaning process and feel nice about it. I have no idea what that sentence means. So, after that, you're ready to answer the door. When trip on your rented, untied shoelace and fall forward. Also don't know what that means. This whole tiny incident ends with you KO'd on your floor. You have cracked your skull on the floor. You never figure out who was at the door, but whoever they were, they called an ambulance soon after. Martha goes to jet. I mean the hospital. Our name is Martha. We rented our shoelaces? Where does it say rented? Oh, sorry. When trip on your untied. Sorry. Never mind. What did you think it said? Nothing. I didn't think it said the shoelaces were rented. That wouldn't make any sense. Well, you know, with what we're paying for a studio apartment, we kind of have to rent shoelaces now. We can't afford to buy them. <laughs> we're paying them off. Shoelace lease program. 
Also, so the the joke they made in the lake should it be Medea goes to jail, not Martha? Uh, well, this one starts with "Help! I need somebody to give me stitches." Maybe it's a Beatles reference. I don't understand. Hmm. Okay. Martha, my dear, does Martha end up going to jail? How does Martha, my dear, go? What are the lyrics? I don't know. No, nope, Martha, my dear, does not go to jail. Okay. Well, I don't know what's up with that reference. You wake up in your hospital bed, and the sun shines brightly in your eyes. You look around you, and don't see anybody else in the room. As you wonder what you did to earn a private room, a doctor walks into the room, talking with a nurse in the hall about pulling the plug. He turns and sees you with your eyes open and drops his clipboard. His jaw is dropped for a moment before he regains his composure. What's the shock? you ask him. He coughs a bit before he responds. Well, hello there. It's interesting you just woke up. <laughs> My name is Dr. Solomon J. Cutler, and I'm glad to finally see you awake. What do you mean, you ask? You see, says Dr. Cutler, you've been in a coma for 20 years. Well, that escalated quickly. Wow. Your mind and heart suddenly skip a beat, trying to comprehend what he just said. He tells you how you've been in a deep sleep for a long time, and how since nobody came and told him to pull the plug, he had to keep you living. He was 30 when he started with you and has been the only thing keeping you alive. You sit up that and expect... That was a really to... weird sentence. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Like... <laughs> He converted to being a robot at some point. <laughs> he is your life support system. He hooks you into his own lung and kidneys for six hours a day. <laughs> you sit up and expect to be in pain with aching joints, but feel no such thing. Oh, that's because we've used technology to keep that from happening. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> technology. Just, you know, wave the technology over him. Dr. Cutler replies when you ask him about it. He also tells you of new worldly technologies, such as the InstaWave, the Voga, virtual optical gaming apparatus. Why would their doctor tell us about that? <laughs> and you can play games. The iChip and the Anti-Nuke. It's very interesting and all, but you want to get out of the hospital. You ask Dr. Cutler about getting out. Oh, that'll be fine. There's 2023 penguin available for you out. There's a 2023 penguin available for you out back. It's what we give out these days with the cheap production price and the near non-existent hydrogen prices. He responds. He gives you a set of clothes, all of which have a "I love Wall World" logo somewhere on them, and sends you packing. As you drive in your smooth, good-running 23 penguin. You look on the plasma billboards and see an ad for the current presidential race. It's apparently a three-way competition between John Huntsman III, Sean Alexander, and Ralph Nader. You, now in your car, need to finally decide what to do. We can take a tour of the new town in our brand new Penguin, go back to your old apartment, get a job, <laughs> finally... Use the convenient suicide pill in your shirt pocket. Randomly protest Walmart, er, Wall World. 
Well, that's ridiculous because we love Wall World. Clearly. That's right. Our clothing says so. Mm-hmm. I don't see a, u- a reason to use the suicide pill yet, but we might need seems, to. Seems like that's a little extreme, but it's good that we have the option. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really see any value in going back to the old apartment because I don't think we except to freak the shit out of whoever's there now. I want to go back to the old apartment. Yeah, yeah. I, I could definitely do the old apartment. You decided it'd be best for you to go back to your apartment. You drive in its general directions, and after plenty of amusing, futuristic things happening, you finally get there. You get chased by future bees! <laughs> you try to open your door, but it's locked. You use your key and open the door. This is a really cheap studio if they don't change the locks every 20 years. You walk inside and a horrific yet enticing smell fills your nose. You look around and see a man and a woman, both appearing to be in their 30s, standing around a strange curvy device. The turn... They, I assume, turn their bloodshot eyes to you, and when they see you, they quickly pull out what appear to be weapons. You try to explain, but they give you no chance as they zap you with a beam of light, which causes your head to become a watermelon. Now, if this was a cartoon, hilarity would ensue from here. But since this is real life, you just fall over with no brain and splat on the ground. The future sucks. I mean, I'm all for weapons becoming more hilarious, though. Like, if we're gonna kill people, I think turning their heads into watermelons is much more amusing than just splattering their brains all over something. It's a kinder, there's, gentler future. There's some truth to that. But don't forget about the future bees. <laughs> Those are still terrifying. They're Africanized cyborg bees. Well, we died again, for like the third time. Yep. <sighs> what, Jen? We keep dying. Why do we oh. keep dying? Whoever wrote this story is a sadist, obviously. Should we go back? Try and take a tour? Yeah. I was about to say, if we use a suicide pill, I feel like we're just going to die again. You want to take a tour? Or are you still against that, Jen? No, that's fine. We can take a tour. Alright, let's take a tour. Let's see what's up with the future town. You decide to take a tour of the new SLC, and it turns out very interesting. Not how that sentence works. With the grand point of the tour ending up being the Morton Salt Tower, the tallest building on Earth at 3,000 feet tall. The tour drops you off right in front of Citibank, formerly Wells Fargo. You enter, hoping to withdraw your interest-fueled bank account, when you meet a girl who borrows your pen. She wants a car with a cupholder armrest, a car that will get her there. (laughs) She's changing her name from Kitty to Karen. And trading her MG for a white Chrysler LeBaron. The whole experience puts you in the mood for some cake. Though cake is more fitting for the situation. Cake being all capitalized. Because that's how the band writes their name. Do you not like cake, Jen? I like cake. I hate this author. Fair enough. (laughs) Which you get because a couple months later the two of you get married. 
Later in life, the two of you have your ups and downs, but you pull through with your two children, Nathan and Cheryl. She dies of extreme migraine of the elbow, and you die six di- six days later in a car crash at age 85. You win. Okay. Okay. I guess at least we didn't die of an extreme migraine of the elbow. Why is it that the winning page was like the worst one? So well, dumb. We we got to pass our genes on to our children. Assuming we still get to pass our genes on to children in 2023. That's Maybe debatable. We, we, in the future, you have to just buy your children from Wall World. <laughs> Can you imagine walking down that aisle while you're like trying to get Top Ramen or something, listening to couples bicker about which child they want to buy from Wall World? <laughs> well... That's the end of the story. What was that called again? A crazy dimension called life. A crazy dimension called life. By Casbar. On chooseyourstory.com. That's right. What's one thing that each of us learned from this story? Do answer the door, but when you do, dry your hands quickly so that you will hit your head and go in a coma. That way you won't die. Also, don't have sex with your friend's sister, mother, and aunt. Two out of three ain't bad. Mm -hmm. Leave it at two. Don't go for all three. Yeah. Does not end well. I learned all the opposite from what Jen just said. Do do those things or people (laughs) and don't answer the door. (laughs) I learned that joint pain can be fixed with technology. Word. I also learned to be terrified of future bees. True. And watermelons I... go splat. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe Gallagher is a super genius and he invented watermelon head guns. Oh god. How terrifying would that be? The worst. If you think that's terrifying, tell us on Facebook. At facebook.com slash G-Y-O-W podcast. Or on Twitter at Go Your Own Way Pod, or hmm, Patreon. Patreon, give us money while telling us things. Or iTunes, subscribe to us while telling us things, but we won't be able to hear it. I also don't know hmm. if Patreon Patreon lets you comment. But... Yeah, no, there's like a messaging system. Oh, okay, so you can talk to us while you give us money. That's right. But only mm-hmm. if you give us money. You can write messages on your dollar bills. <laughs> That's right. We only accept mail through snail mail written on currency. Give us your currency. It's, remember, it's like, um, remember America's Funniest Home Videos when they were like, hey, if you have a video, mail us your VHS tape to this address. It's like that, but with money. <laughs> I don't think those things are actually that similar, Peter. Well, bye, listeners. Bye! For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit Overmental.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>